DJ, please pick up the phone. I'm, I'm on, on the, the request line. line. It's like she's here. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Is your form a different plan? Yep. Is your form a different plan? Yep. If you got a big. You know how to do it. I knew. back and deader than ever i'm kelly i'm tamra and this is ghoul bees <clears throat> do you want to redo it so you can get your little no i like it okay. i like having to be on the fly <laughs> <laughs> having to be on the fly meaning it's like not at all there until <laughs> the echo <laughs> how are you tamra I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. I, it was a long journey here. Yeah. <laughs> we I, are here. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so for our sips and tips, I went to a place that I thought would be pretty much down the street. I really did. I was like, oh, level up. Um, it'll be right there. It, because you searched in fairness. I Google searched, which I don't know if other people have this problem. My Google Maps doesn't work. A lot of people's, it'll be like the best route, the fastest route. Mine is just the craziest route. Um, you have it. Are you sure your settings aren't to like avoid highways? No, there are no settings on there. It just hates me. This has been since I've known you, I think. It picks like just like this, not even just the scenic route, like the bizarre, like truly and trucking route, <laughs> <laughs> the dirt paths. Yeah. Because. This is a new phone, and this has been happening since I worked at that hotel. Like, She's new. In the she is new. She's new. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is Look the at the corners of this phone. <laughs> the Pixel 6. <laughs> I have my I'm phone, clumsy. too. <laughs> <laughs> for the viewers Damn. and for the listeners at home, it, it's not giving new, but I can see why you'd say that. It's giving. I have a protection screen for, for a reason. reason. <laughs> Yes. It needs to be changed. <laughs> Changing of the guard. <laughs> <laughs> this will be my third one. <laughs> no, not this woman going, oh, it's new. <laughs> I dropped my phone a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Google Maps is just like. Your Google Maps. My Google Maps. Yeah, everyone else is like, oh, it's going to take 10 minutes. And mine's like, buckle up, baby. Yeah. 30 minutes at least. <laughs> I w I'm... Um, I have a mother-in-law that insists on using Waze. <laughs> <laughs> insists upon it. And it's a little ghosty, though. Yeah. It's like a little, like, <laughs> like a blurb, but if yeah. a blurb was sentient. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, it has its benefits, for sure. I think it does. I feel like it automatically, like, the minute that there's a cop on the road. It's like, there's a cop. They there's a cop on the road. In. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and Waze is like, be warned. Yeah. <laughs> They're out today. <laughs> like, literally, it's like, remember, it's the end of the month, <laughs> and Murphy hasn't reached his <laughs> quota. Hank You're on the list. Sick, but his partner is gearing up. And you know how Bennett loves to fry him. <laughs> like, the most, like, it's talking in code. <laughs> the blurb is talking in code. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then also, like, she likes to um, disregard the, <laughs> she'll be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 
One insists on using something because she doesn't trust maps. And then on top of that, deciding to ignore it entirely. I do still remember like when maps, Printing. Yeah, when you had, to, what was it called? MapQuest. MapQuest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really unhelpful because I was not in practice with like looking at road signs. Also, you have severe ADHD. Yeah. And <laughs> I, same. And then like my mom would get mad at me. She'd be like, you're mm-hmm. supposed to tell me when to turn. Yeah. And I'm like, well, one, I'm 12. And two. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do no, you should be <laughs> cognizant of where the exit is, Debbie. One of the most iconic moments in my childhood is oh I was God. reading off of MapQuest to my mother. I wonder how many people have the same exact <laughs> start to their memories. <laughs> and she's like, okay, what's the next turn? And I was like, turn right on so-and-so bloved. And she was like, what did you just tell me? <laughs> and I was like, it says turn on bloved. <laughs> I mean, I'm you're like, not wrong. On Gregory bloved. And she was like, Boulevard? And I was like, how am I supposed to know? I'm 12. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you can't be looking for doctors and streets out on the road. (laughs) Or doctors and saints. Saints. (laughs) Iconic. I'll I'll remember it forever. It's golden. Wow. Bloved. Bloved. So anyway, I, I don't know what. I was doing, I was looking at, for doctors and saints on the road, but I went 30 minutes off course to get this just okay coffee. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it is mediocre at best. It is. Um, the coffee shop is called Level Up Cafe. It's a really cool concept. You go in and you can order either coffee or they had alcoholic beverages. Oh. Yeah. And then they, um, they had uh, a ton of... Arcade games. And they even had air hockey. And if you order something, all the arcade games and air hockey and stuff, it's free. You get to play forever. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I would love to come back here. But I said that before I tried the coffee. I'd go back to play arcade games for free. Yeah. You don't know if they have like a a bomb cocktail menu. Yeah, they could. But but the coffee is, I, uh, (laughs) mine's like, uh, it's not bad, but it's just like, I could have had a V8. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what did you get? What is your coffee? I forgot. I got a, allegedly I got a latte <laughs> with toasted marshmallow <laughs> syrup. Um, and I say alleged because I don't know if the espresso is in the room with us right now. <laughs> I, it's not giving espresso. It is giving coffee flavored and also no toasted marshmallow. It's just milk with like coffee flavored syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually had stronger coffee at, like, Dunkin'. Honestly. Coffee. Yeah. And this is supposed to be espresso. For sure. I agree. I just feel like I'm drinking very weak coffee with cream, and I ordered the the Nutty Irishman. Ooh, tell us about the Nutty Irishman. He's supposed to be filled with vanilla and Mm. wit. And And charm. Hazelnut. (laughs) (laughs) And he's giving none of it. He's giving Mm. milky coffee. Mm. Which, to be fair... Do you want to try that? If I was just, like, I do like just milky coffee, but, yeah, please try mine. Oh, my God. Yours is even less coffee than mine. What is this? Girl, this is water. This is, yours is warm, 2% milk. Yours is, like, they cleaned up the, like, grounds trap, and some of that fell into your milk. Yeah, and they thought real hard about marshmallows while they did it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, Level Up Cafe, cool concept. Definitely go check it out if you'd like. Um, it, 
<laughs> what we tried, we can't recommend. Yeah, I can't. I can't say that it's incredible. I also, as we stated last time, that we should do. I asked if she had any ghost stories. She said no. <laughs> she promptly turned you down. And then I had to wait for the rest of the coffee to be made. Oh damn! So yeah, they had like classic um, arcade games. They had Mortal they, Kombat. They had Centipede. They have that here. Um, they have multiple locations. It's called Replay. Oh yeah, but that's different. It's not that different. It's better. Oh, diff- yeah, it's a lot better. I can recommend the one that's in. I think Lincoln Park. Yeah, love that called, one. It's right off Belmont. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be called Headquarters. Ton of pinball, ton mm-hmm. of video games. It's really fun. They got it's Steam so nights fun. too. I've gotten. We should go there again. I haven't been there I've since gotten, a long time. No, I've been there multiple times, and um, I went there with Robin for my birthday. I think last two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she came down and she took me out, and we literally just the two of us balled out. It was incredible. It was yeah. so much fun, and like everybody's our age now, and like. Are they? I yeah. feel like they were all college kids. No, they're older now. The the co- the little Gen Z college kids, they don't want to go to replay. Where do they want to go? They want to do Molly in their dorm. Well, good for them. Good for them. Good for them. I get it to enjoy more pinball game. for us. Yeah. They um they do out here, this has turned into an ad for replay. They do <laughs> themes. <laughs> yeah. The one um closest to us right now, they recently had a Bob's Burgers one, but I've been whenever they had Squid Game, they've had oh, Stranger fun. Things. Oh, that's fun. I think they've done Shrek. They did Friends once. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> She's saying that, but it's actually really nice. <laughs> no, it's really nice and um, fun. We should do an episode after we go to replay. Okay, cool. Maybe they have ghost stories. It is kind of creepy. Yeah, it's in old Belmont, Chicago. Like they got, they got stories. You can tell. I wonder if DePaul has any stories, if they've seen Vinny walking around. I've seen Vinny walking around with those ghost children. Looming upon us yeah. when we're on the L. Exactly. I lived like in his forehead for a while. <laughs> you did. Oh, it's good. Oh man. So level up, I wouldn't recommend, but replay. Um, definitely go there. They don't have coffee though. So really, this has gotten off track. <laughs> why do we care this week? Why are we oh. scared? Um, why do we care? Why well, you we came care? down to visit me and I'm yeah. in the city. It is February, the the day of love. Uh, the month of love. The month of love. The month the of fires love. Fires of love. <laughs> We've been, I've been quoting the Grinch a lot lately. <laughs> and I was quoting the Grinch <laughs> at the New Year's party. <laughs> I made, I didn't make everybody, but everybody just did it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I told you, I've been walking around my apartment going, fruitcake, fa la la. <laughs> Nobody can say anything with an, like an upper inflection because I start going, fruitcake, fa la la. <laughs> That's it's true. <laughs> Are you sexually attracted to the Grinch? Not at <laughs> all. In fact, <laughs> he used to freak me out. But I am, I do think he's so cute when he's a baby. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I put makeup on. <laughs> There's no saving anything. I was just talking about your wet eyes the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly has chronic tears. I don't know how to describe it. Any experience of joy... There's tears falling. Or fear. True. True. <laughs> I have overactive tear ducts. I got the most, like, scientific, insane um, eye exam, like, two days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they okay? They're incredible. <laughs> Your eyes? My, when I have contacts in, the optometrist told me that when I have contacts in, I have better than 20-20 vision. <laughs> he said, I have some of the most correctable vision he's ever seen. <laughs> it's so interesting. Because he had me do, like, you know, 
read the bottom line. And he had me go to the further ones where he had to put in a separate slide and be like extra credit. And I got them all. So why do you have glasses? Because when my, uh, I, I like need them. I'm I cannot so see. confused. Without these? Yeah. I can't see. Really? Yeah. It's really hard. I've had glasses since second grade. But when I have glasses on, my vision is so correctable that it's like beyond a healthy person. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like that's how it should always be. But that's why I thought of your eyes that being wet because they gave me really like juicy contacts. And I was like, is this how people live their life? Like Kelly's eyes are always wet. Does she <laughs> always have like juicy eyes? <laughs> do you not have juicy, are your eyes, do you have dry eyes? No, but they experience dryness. I do too. Especially specifically after I'm done crying. <laughs> they get uh, dehydrated. Exactly. No, I don't know what it is. I've always like cried when I've laughed, but... It mm. doesn't happen all the time. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's got to be a real tickle. But yeah, um, you're not sexually attracted to the Grinch. You know, why did you ask me that? I was listening to a story, and apparently it's like a common thing. Like, a common kink is uh, the Grinch. A okay, hang on. <laughs> Real or in? <laughs> a, a Grinch kink? Yeah. Or like a Grinch, like, you just like, you could. You could. A kink. I think my equivalent to that, that people would be like, what is Jafar? That makes sense. See, that's, <laughs> at least they're human. For sure. At least it's not. Yeah, I guess like. Whatever species the Grinch is. <laughs> it's like a, a who, but from like Horton, here's a who. Right. He's not a who from right. Whoville. No. It, Hoosiana, maybe. <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Hoosier State. Which would be? In who, Indiana. <laughs> Wisconsin. Who, Michigan. If I was. Who, Michigan. <laughs> who, Michigan is just who, Michigan. If I was a who from a, a state, I would be Huexus. <laughs> Hootah? Hootah. Hootah. That's a good one. Juan Diego. <laughs> Juan a C. Who, Florida? Florida <laughs> was going to be mine. <laughs> but if you get to have who, Michigan, who, Florida should be allowed. Absolutely. <sighs> Any hoozle? <laughs> I gotta get the maracas. <laughs> I'm on well. I'm on well. <laughs> so why do we care? So the near Valentine's Day. <laughs> The Valentine's Day this, massacre. This happened. happened because I went the fires of love. <laughs> <laughs> On um, today's episode of Local War, <laughs> we are talking about the Valentine's Day massacre that obviously happened on Valentine's Day, and it'll be yeah. our only local lore before Valentine's Day. So we care because of that, and it's huge history. In, in Chicago. Chicago, we used to live um, right over there, which is why we're scared. So for those of you that don't know, um, Al Capone ran his ran Chicago. Anything south of the Chicago River um, was really his area. 
and territory. And anything north of that was his enemy, Bugs Moran. Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, in 1929, the morning of Valentine's Day, during the height of Prohibition. So the cops weren't supposed to be drinking, but you know they were drinking. The Everybody is, you know, underground drinking. Because that's what he was, right? He was a bootlegger? Yeah. So he was controlling the sales of alcohol. Oh. Um, and he really ran things out of Cicero because the governor at the time was like, you know, tough on crime, I guess. Yeah. And then he went up to the governor, the old mayor, I mean. It was the mayor. Yeah. The old mayor before them. And he literally was like, I will make you mayor again as long as you d- leave me alone. And, of course, that happened. Right. So during the height of pro- Prohibition, Al Capone versus Bugs Moran, Bugs Moran was encroaching on Capone's territory. And they were waiting in his little hub, a very popular hub for Bugs Moran's um, gang, were inside of a garage on North Clark Street. Four men were seen walking down North Clark Street. Two were in plain clothes carrying Tommy guns, and two were seemingly dressed as CPD in a police car. Wow. Yes. So, of course, people in the neighborhood were, like, really used to it. Mm. And, of course, if you lived in Chicago during that time, you're like, oh, here goes Capone. Al Scarface Capone's bullshit again. Damn. Scarface is based off of Al Capone? Yes, it sure is. No way. How did I not know that? That is wild. He got in a knife fight when when he was 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a fight, but he got slashed with a knife when he was 12. Zam. Yeah. Zam Zaddy? <laughs> Talking about alcohol. Obviously. They burst into the garage on the north side. It was a well-known hangout of Bugs Moran and his gang, and so within minutes there was gunfire and violence. A few minutes later, the same policemen emerge with two prisoners with their hands up, and the police car drives off. Inside, six gang members lay dead. One would later die at the hospital. The six men did not have weapons drawn as they were instructed to surrender their guns to the cops. And, of course, they did because they were dressed as policemen. Mm -hmm. They were told to face the wall, and they were murdered in cold blood. Damn. Turns out, the same two who walked out with their hands up were the same two that walked in. Even though we can't say 100% who did it, it's been universally accepted that it was Al Capone seeking revenge. Mm -hmm. Bugs Moran was not there because he slept in. Oh, damn. No one was charged ever due to lack of evidence, so it is one of the largest unsolved mm-hmm, mysteries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He made it a point before then to say that he was going to his winter estate in Miami, which he was there. You know his ass was like, so, hey, guys, <laughs> on the 1st of February, not Valentine's Day, yeah. I'm going to be in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> the lone survivor who had gone to the hospital, Frank Gusenberg, I believe, mm-hmm was bleeding out at the hospital and he was asked who shot you he said no one no one shot me what he had taken a vow of silence it was an like a us versus cops kind of thing i love that so even though he was in the rival gang he said it was no one i didn't say anything i'm not even shot just (laughs) bleeding out at the hospital i mean if you and he was if you know you're gonna die Mm -hmm. it's like do you still right uh, he did damn so later really just drinking milk I, yours is straight up milk. I want to reiterate that Kelly's coffee is just milk. Two <laughs> percent. I asked for it specifically. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I just I said you were drinking straight two percent milk. <laughs> yeah. Later, when Capone was having an honorary dinner for the two who successfully carried out the hit, Capone had slapped his bodyguard in the face, and the two had approached him, saying that he could work for them if he didn't like how he was being treated by Capone. Immediately, the bodyguard says, that sounds great, walks back and tells Capone what just happened. Amazing. That when the honorees returned, 
you know, because they're sitting at this huge dinner. Yeah. Capone had a metal bat in hand and gave a speech about loyalty. Oh, my God. That's so fucking scary. Did they make a movie about this? Because I'd watch the hell out of this I movie. I think it's called Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> I I and Goodfellas. I think I just had an aneurysm. <laughs> Did they make a movie about Al Scarface Capone? <laughs> they made like a million, I think. Um, Disrespectful. So he gave a, I mean, imagine you come back and he stands up at the head of the table with a bat in his hand and gives a speech about loyalty. After you just tried to like grab his body. Yeah, because. Why would they do that? The what a one dumb go- move. Well, they, they, they were going around apparently, and I should have said this a second ago, but they had been going around telling people on the low, they're like, I'm the, I'm the most powerful man in the city right now. Why? Oh. You can imagine what happened after that. I can't, but tell me more. After the beating was over, which... Um, Everyone or just the two? Just the two, and one of them died. Oh, actually horrible. The one who had been really making it known that he felt like he was the most powerful in the city. Yeah. He's the one who was murdered. Mm. Um, the dinner guests, who were also in attendance, were instructed to continue eating as normal. And they did. Oh, that's ho- that's horrifying, actually. The garage was taken down in 1967 in an attempt to clean up the city of the, you know, mafia vibes and uh, the history, which, again, didn't work because, you know, people go visit the site where the bricks were. Right. Bricks from the site became collector's items. People especially wanted them if they had blood or bullet marks on them. But later, people who owned the bricks started having unexplained experiences. Oh, my gosh. Legend states that those individual bricks, which were sold off to private collectors, brought bad luck, tragic car accidents, and occasionally death to those who owned them. Oh, my God. The location of the original garage where the St. Valentine's Day massacre occurred is now the, is the side lawn and parking lot of a nursing home. People are said to occasionally hear screams and machine gun fire emanate from the lawn, and the entire area is said to spook animals and cause people to feel uneasy. Wow. Yeah. And so then um, a collector recreated the, well, rebuilt, I think about, it's like 30 bricks worth, I believe, of the wall. And it sits in the Mafia Museum. Damn. Then there's still bullet holes and stuff in it. That's wild. How many people died? Seven. Damn. Why did I think like a ton of people died? Their bodies weren't discovered for three hours. And it was only because of a dog. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't know why in my head I thought, like, it was a huge thing. Like, it's a huge thing. Don't get me wrong. Right, but... but I thought there was, like, a lot of people that had got caught in the crossfire. Mm, no. No, no, no. It was uh-huh. a massacre because um, there, because of the seven people that died. And um, from what I'm recalling, that two of them were just associates of Bugs Moran, like a physician mm-hmm. and, like, a regular schmegular guy. Yeah. Um, but he was associating with the wrong crowd. For sure. So they also did. Damn. And sleeping in saves lives. And he literally narrowly escaped because he overslept. That's crazy. Yeah. So that is the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, the site is, uh, it, there's a gate now, but you yeah. can go up to it. I'm sure that you, they could do tours and stuff. But I think also why it is made to seem like it's a much bigger event than it is is because there are other locations that are affected by this now. Yeah. So, like, people looking for evidence that he uh, orchestrated the hit. Right. Um, and, like, it also emphasized emphasized the brutality of Al Capone, mm-hmm. especially because the next day, or maybe the day after that, the 
the bloody mess and like the mugshots and horrible pictures were printed front page on the newspaper. Yeah. Um. So I, if you don't want to see any of that, don't even consider looking it up because it's like the first thing that comes up. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I don't mean to like make light of any subject with Al Capone. Like obviously he did a lot of bad stuff and like that is a really horrific story so me saying like i would watch that movie is a little insensitive so i do apologize well, I for that i don't even think it's insensitive because they did make a movie about it for sure but still like like we were saying kind of like do we really want to back up a criminal it's hard though because like you're saying he's the robin hood of sorts mobsters it's wild that was a really cool story yeah. thank you yeah, you're welcome um so to piggyback off of that i picked something really close by in lincoln park still as a haunted location for some local lore local to the valentine's day massacre is the red lion pub and tamra can attest we both went to school in lincoln park and mm-hmm. that was just a shitty shitty old man bar that yeah. college kids would go to you could drink mm-hmm. for pretty cheap Lincoln Park wise and uh Den Anomaly's card. Right. <laughs> Just like Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we can't speak to how they are now. No, I'm sure they follow all the legal structures and rules and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's located on Lincoln Avenue in Chicago, um, Lincoln Park specifically. And the building that houses the Red Lion was originally built in eighteen eighty, um, nine years after the Chicago fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually located north of what was considered Chicago in the town of Lakeview. It was a town, not a neighborhood. Weird. Yeah. But it was annexed to Chicago in 1889. A little history for you. But it was literally just this pub, and it was surrounded by, like, farmlands, which is wild to think about, like, mm-hmm. living in Lincoln Park. So across the street from the pub in, like, the 19... 19- 30s mm-hmm. was the Biograph Theater where John Dillinger was um, gunned down. He was like the bank robber. Mm-hmm. And he used to stop by at the building that was the Red Lion Pub um, because it used to be a grocery store. Mm. It was actually a lot of stuff. It was like a grocery store, produce store, a laundromat, um, an IBM typewriter, assembly factory. Yeah, that, that, that spot where it's at is like prime. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, um, and then in 1984, it became a restaurant called Dirty Dan's. Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. And Pinhead Larry. <laughs> um, the new owner, John Cordwell, came on the scene and renamed it the Red Lion Pub. A little information on Cordwell, who was buried at Graceland Cemetery. I think I spoke about mm-hmm. him for like a brief second. He came to Chicago and helped fund the architectural firm that designed the Carl Sandburg Village and Presidential Towers. Wow. Pretty cool. And he was also the director of the City of Chicago Planning Commission. Uh, and he was called the father of the blue line because he Whoa. yeah, he helped carve out that like route. Yeah. So all that to say he was an English chap. He came over and after the war did all that good stuff. And then open this pub, and as it stands now, it's pretty haunted from mm. the looks of it. Um, that was a brief history. The pub is obviously, the building is really, really flipping old, so you can definitely look more into it. I'm more interested in the ghosts. Mm. <laughs> so that was brief, brief, brief. A lot of history. Really cool. Again, having gone there and, like, I don't know, been like, this. I don't like this bar, but it's yeah. the only one I can get into. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it's cool to know now that it was actually, like, a really, 
huge part of Chicago history. So, much of the activity that is seen here is following the renovation of the pub's second floor. Um, it used to be apartments, and now it's a second bar. And there's often cold spots and stuff. And um, Eric, do you remember the Eric and Kathy show? Yeah. Uh, they did like a seance there in 1999. Okay. Because we're old now. I was five at the time. Yeah. But still, like I remember listening to Eric and Kathy on the radio. I met Kathy. Oh. So this is just a condensed list of the ghosts that are seen in this little pub. There is a scruffy, swaggering cowboy. So, oh my God. Think sexy. Think a little into himself. Yeah, he's got some scruff. He's swaggering. Why is it a cowboy in Chicago? Dude, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they just gotta show up some places. Yeah, I guess. Um, two males, one of which is a bearded, dark haired man who was killed by a blonde haired man as a result of a gambling debt. I thought you were going to say it's something with their hair because you made the distinction that they have beef. <laughs> That's box dye. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The drama was hyping. The drama over box dye. <laughs> um, a dark-haired woman named Sharon dressed in 1920s era clothes who likes to hold the ladies' room door shut on the second floor. Um, she traps female patrons for at least 15 to 20 minutes. Ew. She also likes to tidy up the place. Um, that's disgusting. And that would fucking suck. I know there's a ghost in the Second City, like, hall that, yeah, that does something similar. Yeah. But, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in here. Like, if I'm in. You know what I that's mean? A, yeah. I mean, that's a. I was thinking, like, that's such a easy scare. I just. Not like, that I'm challenging the ghost. I. <laughs> I'm sitting down, right, in this pub, and this is the point where I'm realizing how drunk I am. Yeah. And Time now to break he, the seal. And now you're going to trap me? That's fucked up. I know. We're <laughs> supposed to be besties in the bathroom. I'm My head's a little spinny. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me borrow a tampon. Don't fucking... What are you doing, Why girl? are you haunting? He's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, God. Yeah, this girl's drunk. <laughs> I'm going to lock her in the bathroom. I probably wouldn't even notice unless that it was like, a ghost. I'd just be like, why can't I fucking open this door? I know. I would be texting me like, oh, God, I locked myself in the bathroom. <laughs> Can someone come get me? Now, if it's the stall door, that's like way worse. Oh, that's so fucked up. What's worse is if like you can see her or like hear her. You know what I mean? Or like feel the weight of her against the door. Yeah. Or like see her feet. That's what, yeah. That would be absolutely disgusting that's a really huge trope that actually to me is scary like the like looking under the door to see feet or eyes looking yeah. back at you or something no that's really effective i would not i would not be able to do that because where do you go like you can't you could climb under but like you're climbing closer to the ghost mm. you could climb under to the next stall right but the door is like shaking. Right. Oh, no. Because easily, like, if someone's standing at the door and you can see their feet, because American bathrooms are made very poorly. Yeah. Um, so there's gaps everywhere. I'm yeah. basically on display. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a horrifying ghost. <clears throat> a disembodied female scream, also from the restroom upstairs. It's the same one. Fuck that. That's that same lady. 
all of a sudden, if I can't open the door and then a piercing scream happens. Oh, damn. And you're kind of drunk. Yeah. You sober up real quick. Real quick. I shit my pants. Well. <laughs> That's a good place to be, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, according to Richard T. Crow, uh, who wrote Chicago Street Guide to the Supernatural, when the scream was once heard in his personal presence, a woman cop kicked in the locked door only to find no one inside. <gasps> That's gross. She kicked in the locked door and no one was in there. Yeah, because she heard a female scream. I wonder if she the the ghost, the female ghost or scream that like you know is terrorizing people. Yeah, dislikes women or dislikes men, or both. Yeah, I wonder. It sounds like she dislikes women. Yeah, it sounds not great for the she women. She sounds. Yeah, she's pick me was a great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that she like doesn't like um having a competitive presence or something. To be fair, for shits and giggles, like that's a great way to spend your time as a ghost. I have always thought that these <laughs> people are these people are not living their best lives, but they're haunting their best afterlives. Yes, <laughs> their afterlife is filled with oops and spooks. Yeah, like what else are you gonna do? You're stuck in a bathroom for eternity. Of course, I'm locking you in there. She seems like she's choosing the bathroom. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Because it used to be apartments up there. It used to be a lot of stuff. So who knows, like what it was when All she right. died. Um, there was a 20 year old woman who was known for wearing too much lavender perfume. And so now like the smell of lavender can be, I love stuff like that. Me like, too. and I especially like it whenever, like knowing about it afterwards. Yeah. Like when people like in the Congress and we were like, it smells like cigarettes and stuff in here. And then security guard Johnny said that it smells like cigars. Yeah. So I actually, so my, oh my God, here we go. My father passed away when I was like seven. Mm. And I think you already knew this, but I did that for the pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, fatherless gang. Fatherless gang. Boom. So I think like maybe I was like 12 or 13. I was sitting on my mom's bed and all of a sudden like the overwhelming smell of men's cologne like <sighs> happened. Yeah. And like I literally like and I love the smell of men's cologne. Yeah. And so I like was like, what the fuck? And it was just there and it was strong dude mm. and i didn't recognize it as where like, were you i was in my mom's room like i mean i'm saying like did she have like a bathroom or something no there? so she i was on her bed okay i mean she did have a bathroom there but it was far away it was like not connected okay and she was downstairs and like no one else okay. was home yeah, yeah yeah no i was just i was just in there watching tv maybe or sure. just like i don't sometimes i would just walk around my house and like place my butt somewhere for a little yeah, bit and just sit for a couple now. minutes i'm like yeah. you know what? i haven't been to the dining table in a while yeah let me just like sit here for two minutes yeah so i was doing that and um yeah the overwhelming of cologne and i didn't recognize it like it had been a couple of years like what seven to thirteen that's like five years like mm. since my dad had passed i didn't remember what he smelled like or anything and i was like oh my that is really, really strong. Mm. So it went away, and I felt good, and, like, the smell was really comforting. Sure. I was like, that was weird. So I literally got my ass up, because I already believed in ghosts. I wasn't like, what was that? Got my ass up and, like, started rummaging through mm. the, um, like, cabinets of my mom's bathroom. Mm. And nothing was there, like all her shit's there and stuff like that. And like we kept a lot of stuff from my dad, but like a lot of that stuff probably got thrown away. I opened the medicine cabinet, which she do- did not use. Like she had all her medicine in the thing. 
And in the medicine cabinet was like the gold bond that he used to use and like something else, something else, and like a tiny little thing of cologne. Mm. I open it up. Bitch, if this was not the exact same smell. Were you overwhelmed? I, that's when I started crying. I was like, what? Like, it was wild. So it was really cool. And like smell has always been like a thing. And I know it's common for memories and stuff. Yeah. But I wonder um, if that was happening for your mom because that was her room. Maybe. I wonder if like he would visit her a lot. I don't know. I should ask her if she, if that ever happened to her. Mm. But I remember that specifically. It was wild. So yeah, that's what people experience with the lavender. (laughs) Colin Cordwell used to speak of his invisible friend um, to the video store owner across the street at the Red. Yeah. So he used to like speak of his invisible friends. Um, And they kept letting him come into the pub. (laughs) He was the pub owner oh he was talking to uh, people across the street yeah the pub owner yeah colin yeah got it and he would talk about his invisible friends he said that the malicious former owner was the one who pushed him down the stairs and he was sent to the hospital (gasps) yeah oh my god okay so there's bad energy yeah yeah and that's just like energy a long time ago too Cordwell passed away in 1999 okay, and allegedly appeared as a bright smoke-like spirit in a photo taken of a couple one night in the pub in 2003. Okay. The vibes in this pub, man. Yeah. So it sounds like sounds like you might be able to get an experience if you go there. We should check it out, honestly. Yeah, that would be actually a good one. And there's, um, we could visit this Valentine's Day Massacre site. Yeah. So you know how we stayed at the Congress? Yeah. And it's like the most haunted hotel in America. Well, what did you, what did you tell me before we started recording? That, that we just grossly oversight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look up the Congress and if you look up haunted Chicago, in 2017, it was voted the most haunted place in America. And we had not seen that article. <laughs> Although if you look up the Congress hotel, oh my God, the only things you see on it is that it's like super incredibly haunted i just didn't know it was the most haunted in america what always gets mentioned second is the drake and the drake is um i believe it's a hilton hotel it's located at 140 east walton place it's a full service luxury hotel you can get um high tea there you can go to tea time so some of the paranormal activity happening over there is they have their own woman in red this is the oldest story in the hotel's history It dates back to the year 1920 on New Year's Eve. At this time, about 2,000 of the most influential people in Chicago had gathered for the hotel's gala. John Drake even attended this gathering. Even the man who designed the Iroquois Theater was at this gathering. Damn. Ooh, lots of... beautiful in here. Lots of creepy energy going on already. Yeah. It is also said that a woman who attended the party had worn a dress so red it was called the blood dress. Ooh, the woman had gone back to her room to find her lover, possibly her husband, with another woman. Classic. She rode all the way to the top and jumped. Why? No, bitch. You j- ride all the way to the top and push him off. You don't jump. Your life is better. I think, I mean, if I'm thinking uh, in terms of, like, back then, she probably was like, well, I've been replaced, and now what am I going to do? I'm going to be homeless. Which is an unfortunate reality for a lot of women. It is, but also just kill him. So that's the lady in red. She can be seen to be roaming 
the halls and be in the elevator and on the 10th floor. She's also seen in the palm court, seemingly like, obviously like downtrodden. Such a bummer. So this is another story of some of the ghosts. Uh, The other high profile phantom residing at the Drake Hotel are the grieving parents of Bobby Franks. Although 15-year-old Bobby did not perish at the hotel, the terrible story still haunts the place. Son of Chicago businessman Jacob M. Franks and mother Flora, Bobby was killed by a pair of young men known as Leopold and Loeb. Oh, Leopold and Loeb. Loeb. Two two well-off University of Chicago students who committed the atrocity for a bit of fun. Oh, my God. Fuck them. Fuck those guys. Following the trial, the parents sold their estate and moved to the Drake Hotel. They never moved out. Jacob sustained a fatal heart attack in 1928, just four years after the death of his son, and nine years later, Flora followed. The intense sorrow of losing a loved one to a heinous crime, especially a child, leaves a deep imprint. From their suite at the Drake Hotel, Jacob and Flora Franks continue to mourn the loss of their dear Bobby almost 100 years later. Oh, that's so sad. So his parents are there. Okay. Um, they both died in the hotel. That is a bummer. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and lastly, the woman in black. That's scary. The woman, yeah, the woman, the woman in black. Woman in red is Woman like in white is like, so La Llorona, we get it. Right. Although. I guess like that's really creepy actually too. I would, I would think like lady in red. She's like mysterious. She's. She's like sexy and sad. Yeah. There's Lana Del Rey playing in the background. <laughs> Exactly. She's how I think I look Ooh. when I'm like singing out my window when it's With raining. With a cigarette. Where can my lover be? <laughs> like very that. Yeah. Lady in black. Well, She's let's hear about her. The unfortunate. Oh, okay. Now I'm scared. Okay. Okay. The final <laughs> ghost story attached to the historic hotel is one of mystery and cold-blooded murder. Mm. The unfortunate victim was 58-year-old Chicago socialite Adele Williams. After her picture's right here. <gasps> After returning <laughs> to her suite on the eighth floor, Adele and her daughter entered to find a woman dressed in black in a black fur coat. What was she doing here? Some stories say she was hiding out, waiting to execute the wealthy matron and her daughter for reasons unknown. Others say she was caught in the act of stealing the many jewels and riches hidden in Adele's suitcases. Whatever the reason... The stranger pulled out a gun and fired. Adele's daughter was lucky. The shooter missed her completely. Adele, however, was not and received a shot straight to the head. Damn. Having done the deed, the woman in black tore from the room, bolted down the hallway of the eighth floor, and disappeared down the stairwell. Adele Williams was dead, and the only suspect was a mysterious woman in black. Who was she? Did she work at the hotel? Was she a hitman? The police were never able to find out, and the crime remains unsolved to this day. Damn. The woman in black is said to haunt the eighth floor of the Drake Hotel. Whoa. not even Adele. The police may not have been able to identify her in life, but in death, she is trapped here forever, <gasps> perpetually fleeing the scene of the crime. Ew, shut the fuck up. I wonder if she like went on to live like a long life, but then like she woke up dead. And, and now then, she's trapped in the hotel, like yeah. karmically trapped in the hotel. Yeah. Interesting mm-hmm. that it's the person who committed the crime. I think that's so wild. I mean, the woman was literally murdered right there, but mm-hmm. the person that haunts that place is her murderer. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That might have been like the worst thing she's ever done. Yeah. So like karmically, she's paying the price for that and she's there now. Yeah. Well, so like, I guess, think about the worst thing you've ever done. Maybe you'll be trapped doing that forever. I feel like I learned a lot this episode. Yeah. Um, about stuff that, like, yeah, the Drake, you see it every time you're going on, like, short drive. And it does have a vibe. It does. It's very out of place. Like, it does yeah. very much look like. Um, it's getting swallowed up. Yeah. It's like a little castle-like 
building amongst like big city buildings. The Drake is surrounded literally by skyscrapers. So yeah. like you have to look down to look at it. But when you walk up to it, it's you do have to I mean it's not tiny. Yeah, no, it's huge. Yeah. It's just like it's out of place where it's at. Mm-hmm. And it does. It's very um aged looking. Cool though. Yeah, we'll have to stay there. Yeah. To see if we Oh, the woman in black. That's horrifying. Girl, I cannot. Well, that's what we have for this episode. Um, if you want to head over to our Patreon, it's in our bio on Instagram. Um, if you want to send us ghost stories, uh, things that you want to hear on Roasted and Ghosted or local lore, or mm-hmm. if you know of any good coffee, just want to say hi, please DM us on Instagram or go ahead and send an email to ghoulbeanspodcast at gmail.com. All of this stuff is in our link on that bio and Instagram. Don't forget to rate and comment on anywhere that you listen. Wherever you can rate us, go rate us. Please. We love it. We love it. Comments. Say something nice. Say something productive. Right. But also, the next episode is going to be a ghouls being ghouls. So if you have any ghost stories or if you know anybody that has a ghost story that you love, send it in for them. Oh, that's so true. Or message them to send us that ghost story. That'd be great. But yeah, thanks for joining us. And spilling the the ghoul ghoul beans. beans.